welcome to CCS Convo, the podcast for EV lovers and the EV curious. Join Nick and Louise every fortnight as we discuss the latest news in electric vehicles and look at some of the electric vehicles that are currently available. You can find out more by visiting rps-dm.co.uk forward slash ccs-convo. Welcome to the final of our Mega Review 6 bonus episodes. And this is the one that I really messed up the notes on. Um, because I've got it down as a voxel, but we've already reviewed that. Uh, this is the BYD, or Build Your Dreams, Atto 3, which Louise and I, I'm Nick Smith by the way, Louise is about to say hello. Um, Louise and I encountered at this electric vehicle roadshow at Meadowhall that we've been talking about for most of these bonus episodes. The Atto 3, Louise, give me your initial impressions of it after saying hello to the dear listener. Hello to the dear listener. And I'm glad to hear that you got the name of the shopping centre right this time. Sorry, Meadow Hell, I'll correct that. <laughs> so, yeah, the Atto 3, it's the first one of the BYD cars that I've seen in the flesh. And my first impressions were actually really quite positive. It's quite big. It's bigger than I thought it was, despite having seen the numbers. Um, and it sits comfortably in the kind of SUV design bracket. It is interesting colours, nice design, very smooth. I like it from the outside. Then you open the door, and I love it. Right. My first impressions of the car, outside, looks kind of how I would expect a Chinese car to look. Yeah, yeah. a lot of features you can see borrowed from. Yeah, from. Uh, there's a side panel behind, between the rear window and the boot lid, which is very much taken from the Cooper Born. The headlights are. Actually, broadly similar to the Smart we were talking about <laughs> last are, yeah. time. <laughs> the actual silhouette of the car is basically an ID4. Um, it, the it is a very familiar, mm, comfortable-looking yeah. car. Yeah. Uh, the rear view is either Sayat or Polestar or whichever one you... They're all looking very similar these days anyway. Uh, wheels are quite nice. I will give it that. It's got beautiful alloys. Inside, it was gopping. <laughs> Inside it has this giant screen, it's got to be at least fifteen inches. It is fifteen inches, and personally, I don't like big screens. I know you do, uh, but I don't. I did like the fact you had solid controls on the center console, the floating center console. Um, you had physical controls that you could touch and play with. Um, it has a gear lever. Well. A gear lever. It has a throttle control. It does. It looks like something that you would get as part of a games controller or in a plane. Yeah. Um, however, 
it was only me that could find the park button on it. Yes, the driving instructor couldn't find park. Um, the driving instructor <laughs> left it in neutral and turned it off, and that put it into park. Um, we also we found the demist front. We couldn't find the demist rear. Yep. We know it's got demist rear because we saw the the wires in the rear glass, but we couldn't find the button for it, and neither could the BYD person. So I'm assuming it's somewhere in the giant screen. Which, for my system. purposes, is junk. I can see why you'd be mm. thinking that. Also junk, in my, in my opinion, is the interior dashboard and door cards, which are made out of killer whale. Um, <laughs> they are. And then they have the most unique feature I've seen in a side pocket. One of the questions we were asked by the BYD team after we'd been looking at one of the cars before we took one out for a test drive was, have you played the doors yet? To which my response was yes, several times. And for those who haven't seen it, what they've got instead of a solid door pocket is three red bungee cords. Which to me is a lack of attention to detail because all the cars that we saw had uh, <laughs> blue and white interior. What the hell is red elastic doing in there? It is... <laughs> It was so quirky. You could play it like a ukulele. It was great. Oh, you could. I wanted to play dueling banjos <laughs> on it. But if I want to play dueling banjos, I'll buy a banjo for 100 quid, not an Atto 3 for 40 grand. <laughs> and the other feature of the doors that we cannot do a review and not talk about is those epic handles. You love them. I hate them. So the handles are... Basically, you know what Hoover has to control the suction in the pipe? No. sliding, rotating mm. section that covers the hole. It's that. You mm. rotate a, like, a mm. cylinder around a disc. Mm. It's amazing. It's really bizarre. Yes, but one problem with it is that's not how door handles work in cars. <laughs> The second problem is they've made it out of the same sorts of things that Perodra were using back in 2006 in the Moivy. It is cheap to the feel. It is light coloured, which means it's going to get filthy. It is, it is the one part of the car that you can guarantee, apart from the steering wheel, that hands are going to touch every time somebody gets into that car. You're not wrong. And it's cool. going to get minging in about 10 seconds flat. You're not wrong. They're still cool. Let's run some numbers on this one before we get further into our disagreement about the Atto 3. <laughs> Range, 260 combined, 351 urban. This is WLTP numbers as well, not the Chinese system, which is lick your finger and stick it in the air. Um, AC charging at 11 kilowatts, DC at 150. We have 189 brake horsepower available to us from a 150 kilowatt motor and a 60.4 kilowatt hour battery. On the road prices start at 37.9 and finish at 39.7, basically. Yeah. Um, the drive. Your thoughts on the drive of the car? Now, you see, for me, that's where this sort of falls down. I found that this didn't really respond when or how I was expecting. I found that it didn't move off when I wanted it to. I found that when we were at a roundabout, for example, I'm very used to, if I remove my foot from the brake, the car responds. This didn't. This just stopped. Um, 
So to put this in radio to put this in radiohead terms, you're a creep and it's a weirdo. Correct. Ah, musical jokes, I love it. Carry on. Um, it's probably something I could get used to, but it was a big change. In terms of steering, I found it quite heavy. Um, I was having to put a lot more steering effort in, a lot more steering lock in than well, I was I've expecting. To. I found it quite light and quite vague. It was quite vague. It didn't really go exactly where I thought it was going to go angle-wise. And I think that's probably why I feel like I was having to put in a lot more steering input. Because it just wasn't going where I thought it was going to go when I turned. No. And I found the suspension didn't control the weight of the vehicle particularly well. It rolled around a bit, which didn't give you confidence to attack the corners. No. Um, but, I mean, it was okay. It went, it responded, it wasn't quick. It didn't have the kind of nippiness that my car does off the start line, but it reacted okay. I have actually recommended one of these to someone who is looking for their first EV. I think we're getting two very clear pictures here, and I don't think we need to go into numbers on this. Um, I think we just need to acknowledge the fact that for somebody for whom the destination is most important, the Atto 3 is a viable option. For somebody for whom the journey is more important than the destination, he says pointing at himself, I'd steer clear. Yeah. Okay. So, would you personally have one? I don't think I would have one for me. I think that there are too many things that feel compromised or feel like they are just not as good as other things on the market within the same price and model size. Um, and you don't like the why? And I don't like the why in their logo because I think they put the brake in the wrong place. But that's, that's more minor. I could fix that with a bit of solder and some sticky tape. I'm going to agree with you here that this is not the car for me. I think it is I think credit to MG, despite their issues that they've had with the, yeah. with the with the MG4 MG gave everybody an understanding that the stereotypical, stereotypically Chinese car is not, a, not what a Chinese car is. Yeah. BYD are saying, hold my beer we can change our opinion back. <laughs> think if we were having this conversation hmm? three models down the line hmm? I think I'd be saying yes I'll have one. I'd be interested to have this conversation after driving the Dolphin Yeah. which is entering a different class significantly cheaper that means that we need to go to Birmingham and you face Birmingham mm, yeah black country, lots of black pudding around there, good sausage sandwich black pudding is not a viable option but yeah it is for me it's awful we'll see if we can find some vegan black pudding for you that's e that's even worse <laughs> trust me <laughs> normal black pudding is a better option than vegan mm. alternative okay. i'm going to say <laughs> thank you very much before we discuss the hang on, hang on are you buying it oh god no okay <laughs> um i did say it's not the car for me um 
but I'm going to say thank you very much to Louise for talking through the six cars that we've driven with me. Thank you very much to you, the listener, for listening through the six cars that we've driven. This is the end of our mega review, six bonus episodes. For I've now. For now, yeah. Uh, I thank you all very much, and it's time to go because we're about to overstay our welcome at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CCS Convo podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit rps-dm.co.uk forward slash ccs-convo. CCS Convo is an RPS-driven media production. All rights are reserved.